0: Turn, please, in the Scriptures to Matthew, the ninth chapter, and Mark 9. Matthew 9, Mark 9. We've been on a a series for some weeks now called According to Your Faith. And our two main texts are here that I just gave you, Matthew 9 and Mark 9. And there's nobody among us that has too much faith. <laughs> there's a lot of folks who are short. But that's fixable. Matthew 9 and uh, 28, when the two blind men came, asking Jesus for mercy, Matthew 9, 28, he came into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, believe ye that I am able to do this? They said yes Lord. So you got to believe. In the ability. Or the power. Of God to do a thing. Then touched he their eyes. Saying according to your faith. Be it unto you. He didn't just say according to my power. But according to what? Faith. According to your faith. Or, or what you Believe is how it's going to happen for you. Now, most of the church world has changed this. Most church-going people don't really believe this. The seminaries and the preachers have changed this to according to God's will. And that's not what Jesus said. And that's not what the scriptures teach. Just because something is the will of God. That does not mean it's going to happen for us. Now there are people who. They think that's akin to blasphemy. To say something like that. Oh God is control. God is sovereign. He's controlling everything. No he's not. That's just not true. If you're going to believe that then that makes him responsible some way or another for all the evil that's going on on the planet too. And that casts questions about his character. Who is he? What is he? There are people, all kind of people mad at God on the planet today. How could God let this happen? How could God do this? Here's the question. Did he do it? Did he do it? God's been lied about. God's been misrepresented. I believe my father is a good God. He is light and in him is no darkness at all. There's not even a little bit. God doesn't have a dark side. (laughs) Y'all with me? God doesn't have a dark side. He doesn't have any evil or mean in him. Or unfair or unjust. It's not according to his will. It's according to what? According to your faith. In Mark the ninth chapter, when they brought the the boy to Jesus' disciples to get him delivered and healed... And they did not. He brought him to Jesus. In Mark 9 22, the Father was telling him that oftentimes this thing had thrown him in the fire and the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Is the man saying, it's up to you? Yes. Is he? It's up to you. If you can, why would he say if? Because the disciples just tried and they couldn't help him. He didn't know that Jesus is the Son of God. But he's saying, if you can, is he thinking it's all up to you? And what did Jesus say, verse 23? If you can believe. In other words, it's not all up to me. All things are possible, not just with God, but with those that believe. It is possible with God power wise but it doesn't happen automatically unless somebody believes. How did you get born again? You believed. Did you know everything else works the same way? Healing, getting your bills paid, getting protected everything else works the same way. The scripture said If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So there's a play on the words there. If you read other translations, he's saying, what do you mean if I can? Believe. It's not if I can, it's if you will believe. These are the words of Jesus. Do you believe them? Is this the way it is? Instead of it being all up to God. If this is true, and I believe it is, well, you and I are to be greatly interested in faith. And this is not an isolated instance. I mean, how many other places did it say, as you've believed, according to your faith, over and over again, faith is what pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. No matter what we may do, unless there's some faith in it, it's not acceptable to Him. So God is not just doing things because it's his will. He's not just doing things in the earth because people need it. If he was just responding to needs, miracles would be popping all over the planet. And it's not his will that any should perish. So what's the determining factor? Why don't we believe what the master said? That it's according to our faith. Anybody believe in that? Go with me, please, to the book of 1 John, chapter 5. 1 John, chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, who are we talking about? I should have heard a real strong me, me, right? Are you born again? Are you born of God? whatsoever is born of God that's me does what overcomes didn't say is overcome didn't say is overcome overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith hallelujah Are you born of God? Then you are an overcomer. An overcomer is a winner. A victorious one. You are. Come on somebody say I am. An overcomer. You're a victorious one. You're a winner. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Come on, somebody say it out loud. I am a born winner. (laughs) I don't know what you were before you were born again, but I know what you are now. You are a born winner. Oh, come on. I'm a born winner. I'm a born winner. When I was born again, I'm I'm born in the image of God. I'm, I'm a winner now. Whatever is born of God is an overcomer. Overcomes the world. And this is how it's done. This is how you do it. This is the victory that overcomes the world. If it's in the world, you can whoop it. Now whoop is worse than whipped. If you got whipped, you you might recover. But if you've been whooped, you've been put down. (laughs) The devil's been whooped. Jesus is the one what whooped him. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He's been, the devil's been stripped. He's been brought to naught. He's under our feet. That means we're we're the winners. We're the winners. We're the winners. We're the winners. Here's the phrase the Lord gave me last night. Winners don't whine. <laughs> Winners don't whine. So we're about to enter the no whining zone. <laughs> the spirit, uh, Brother Hagen, my father in the faith who's in heaven now. He used to say this occasionally. He'd say the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Amen. And that is the truth. The spirit well you see this and that's right out of this verse. The spirit of faith is what? It's not the spirit of depression. It's not the spirit of defeated, defeatism. It's the spirit of Victory. The spirit of faith. In 2 Corinthians 4.13. They can just put it on the screen for us. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written. I believed. Therefore have I spoken. We also believe. And therefore speak. What you say. Is your faith speaking. Or. Or. It can be your doubt and fear speaking. Well, if you have a spirit of faith about you, you can hear it in the tone of what you say. Yes, the words, but not just the words, the spirit of it, the tenor of it, the tone of it. I know uh, Brother Hagen used to talk about when he pastored, that he would minister to people that were sick and and, and needing help, and they had some amazing miracles of people that received. But then they had a a few people that didn't receive. And he talked about how you could tell when people were responding right and they weren't. He he mentions this one lady that uh, had not been making progress, not been making progress. He went to visit her and they were talking about the word and talking about and uh, when they left, I guess it was uh, Miss Aretha asked him about her and and about what he thought about her progress. He he shook his head. He said, no, not doing well. He said, what do you mean? He said, in all this time, the whine has never left her voice. The whine has not left her voice. She's still got a whine in the way she talks. Is that the spirit of faith? It's not. And it's not the spirit of victory. The Lord spoke to me, winners don't whine. What do winners do? Help me out. Winners win. That's not a trick question. Winners win. And what do whiners do? Whine. Whine. This is not tricky. Whiners don't win. Whiners whine. Winners win. Too busy winning to whine. (laughs) Or you can be too busy whining to win. What is whining? I knew you'd want to know. (laughs) One of the best definitions I could find. Basically, to whine is to complain, but it's to complain in a specific way, to complain in a feeble, annoying way, (laughs) to complain in a feeble, annoying way. (laughs) Has anybody ever heard kids whine? <laughs> what does a what does a child whining sound like? <laughs> I don't have any candy. I don't. I couldn't go to the to the playtime. I, I high pitched, pitiful, weak, and annoying. <laughs> Annoying. Somebody say annoying. annoying. <laughs> now let's say you're on a road trip. <laughs> and some little ones in the back have decided to whine about some, How much longer is it going to be? How much uh, How much longer? Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there? I want to say I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I need to stop, I need to stop. How does that move you? Does it does it endear them to you and cause you to want to bless them? (laughs) Now, that's usually not the response. The response is if you don't hush back there, if you make me have to pull this car over. <laughs> Do you know why your response is that way? Because you're made in the image of God. You don't like it, because he doesn't like it. And whining will not make him want to draw close. And bless you <laughs> because it is faithless. Whining is being faithless. <laughs> Selah. <laughs> Let's think about that. <laughs> Brother Hagen said concerning the woman that wasn't receiving, the whine never left her voice. Did you hear that? It's not just about what she was saying. It's the spirit of it. There's no faith in it. It's a feel sorry for me. Poor pitiful me. I don't have. I can't do. A lot of times one of the worst questions you could ask somebody. is, how you doing? (laughs) Might as well sit down. This is going to take a while, right? How are you doing? And a lot of times people even ask that in a pitiful voice. How are you doing? (laughs) Unbelief is everywhere around us, it it contaminates everything around us. And you can hear it in the tone of the voice, in the sad looks. Well, it's hard. It is hard. If you're just going through what I was going through, my whine a little too. <laughs> Somebody said this, I don't know who said it, but they said, uh, when you run out of whine, the pity party's over. <laughs> but as long as you're whining, it's going on, isn't it? Poor pitiful me. I don't have. I need. I can't do. This only goes one direction worse. Down. I I need. I need. I need is not faith language. Faith will even call those things that be not as though they were. Let the weak say, no. I'm weak. No. No. I just feel so weak. No. I just can't. Y'all pray for me. I just, I'm, I just can't get around like I used to. You know, it's, it's bad getting old. Man, getting old is bad. No. <laughs> and I just, I try to, nobody will come see me. wonder why. wants to hear whining for three hours and the first hour is whining about why you hadn't already come to see me and there they are to see you. That's not going to make them want to come back any sooner. I've ministered to people with physical problems for decades in the first part of our ministry especially That's, that's what I did every day all day. I've seen people in the worst of situations. And I learned this tremendous truth. You don't have to be mean just because you're sick. Right. That's right. That's
1: true.
0: I've seen people hardly had anything wrong with them. But they, they were a bear to be around. So ill, so short, so rude so demanding and they excused it all because of their little ache or their pain and I've seen people that were in such pain and at death's door and all they want to talk about is what's going on with you and so nice and kind you could tell they could barely pay attention and focus because of the pain that they're in you don't have to be mean just because you're sick And if you want to get worse and stay in that shape, you yield to it and whine and complain and it'll get worse. But how many believe all things are possible with God and all things are possible to him that believes? But if you're going to be in faith, the whining has to end. And you got to have a different spirit about you, not the spirit of a poor pitiful me not the spirit of a defeated one but the spirit of an overcomer the spirit of victory you talk victory no matter what you're feeling no matter what you're experiencing it's not going to help you to whine and complain and, and get people to join you and feel sorry for you and pat you on the back and say poor pitiful you when they get done, you're not gonna be any better, you're gonna be worse. You wanna do something that moves you the right direction. You wanna do something to get you coming up and out instead of staying where you are and down. And when you believe the truth, you don't have anything to whine about. I'm gonna prove that to you. Are you ready? <laughs> I wish he wouldn't go so long. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What spirit do you have? What spirit are you of? Listen to the New Testament. Romans 8.15. They'll put them on the screen for us. Romans 8.15. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The spirit of fear is not for us. Second Timothy one seven says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power and of love and a sound mind. When people are, are whining and their voices breaking, I just I just don't know what's gonna happen. I just don't know. I just don't know. What is that? That's fear and defeat. There's there's no excuse for it. Because we have a choice. We don't have to just believe what we see and feel. We can believe something else. We can believe what God told us. Come on, do you believe this? Do you see this? We can believe something else. No matter what kind of things we're experiencing at the time. You can just start thinking about this one thing. I'm saved. My name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. They're working on my mansion in heaven. Right now. No matter what happened or didn't happen down here. You got it made. That was weak. <laughs> the spirit of victory is so different from the spirit of fear. Second Corinthians 3:17 says, "The Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is weakness and crying and depression. No, no, no. There's liberty. Because there is victory. Amen. Come on can you see that. Where the spirit of the Lord is. The spirit of faith. The spirit of victory. There is freedom. 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 1 Corinthians 2.12 says. We have received not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. I'm going to go over this again real, real carefully. Said out loud, I don't, I don't have the spirit of this world. You have another, spirit. Have another spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit of God, who's the spirit of victory, who's the spirit of liberty. We've received not the spirit of this world. That means you can receive the spirit of this world, but you should not. The spirit which is of God causes us to know. What? Not what we don't have Or what we can't do But the things that are freely Given to us of God If you're in faith You're going to be talking about what you have Not what you don't have You're going to be talking about what you can do Not what you can't do You're going to be talking about what you are In a good way. Not what you're not. I know nearly 30 years ago. The Lord spoke that to my heart. He said don't talk about what you don't know. What you don't have. And what you can't do. Did you hear that? Don't talk about it. Don't talk about what you don't know. What you don't have. What you can't do. That would lead to. Whining. Wouldn't it? I I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. In the early days of the ministry, I was out somewhere ministering, and they called from our little office, and and what do we need to do about this? And and I said, I don't know. And then uh, it wasn't an hour or two later, something else came up. What are we going to do? I said, I I don't know. And this happened about four or five times. I don't know. I don't know. And about the fifth time I said it before the day was out, the Lord said to me, he said, no, and you won't find out like that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Do the scriptures say you don't know? What does it say? You have the mind of Christ. You have an unction of the Holy One and you know all things. See, instead of talking about what I don't know, I need to be saying, he shows me. Everything I need to see and know. I, he's ordering my steps. He's directing my paths. I'll do the right thing. We'll go the right way. What about our money? I just don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you keep saying that, it'll get higher. I don't know <laughs> what we're going to do. And there's more drama involved. And, and the wine is there and the pity party's on. No, 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 no. Say that loud. Don't talk about. Don't, talk about. don't think about. Don't, think about. Don't, meditate on don't meditate on what I don't know, what I don't have, what I can't do. So then what should I meditate on? What I know. And in his light, we will see light. If you keep talking about what you don't know, darkness increases. But if you start talking about what you know, in the light of that, you'll start seeing other things. Light begats light. Darkness leads to more darkness. And instead of talking about what I don't have, talk about what you do have. Remember the widow that the creditors were about to come and Take her sons and everything else, and and she comes crying to the man of God. You know what he says? What do you have? Is that right? She wants to talk about what she don't have. Not what do you have? And when they had the great multitudes on the hillside with Jesus to feed, and you know what? Two or three hundred penny worth of bread wouldn't feed all these. What did he say? What do you have? What do you have? Show me what you have. Quit talking about how much it's going to take. Let's. What do you have? Well, all we got is these two loaves and, and these little fish. Jesus said, That's great. Bring them here. He can take a little and do a lot with it. But if you keep focusing on what you don't have and talking about what you don't have, no faith, nothing to work with. Don't talk about what you can't do. But I can't, I just, I'm not able. I'm not able. The Bible didn't tell you to say you're not able, it said, Let the weak say, I am strong. The Bible didn't tell you to say I can't do it. It said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's faith. Can you hear the victory in it? Can you? I can't. I'm so glad my mom helped us boys. My my little brother and I, we were small. We grew up on a farm. And uh, my mom thought that the first 15 acres around our house was supposed to be yard. There There was no riding lawnmower. And my dad commuted and worked so he'd be gone part of the time. And man, when we got just little boys, but mom thought that she and us could do anything. I mean, we, we found an old house that had fallen down. It was made out of uh, stone and stuff. She decided we should move all that rock and stone over to the yard to make pretty flower beds. Well, it was half a mile away, you know. <laughs> but we did it. And uh, And I mean, it didn't matter what it was. I mean, you know... Big jobs. And so, so. Once, more than once, my little brother and I would be overtired and and our buddies went swimming and, and we're out working and we're whining. You're yeah, Cain, You do all this. I can't. And she'd say, Boys, can't never could do nothing. Come on. Can't never could do nothing. Well, can't, can't. It's the truth. But can, can. Come on, somebody said out loud, I. Can, can do it, do it. Through, Christ. through Christ. Do do it what? All things. All things. Whatever it is you need to do. I can't that's how faith talks. I can't. I can't. You can hear defeat in that. You can hear fear. You can fear weak you hear weakness and it's annoying. But when you say, even with all kind of adversity in front of you, and when you feel like you can't, and it looks like you can't, but you say, I can. That's right, yeah. With his help, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even you, it makes you want to help. That's because you're made in God's image. Makes him want to help. And with his help, you can. You can do anything. Go with me, please, to the book of Luke. I believe the Lord's helping us today. Do you? Winners don't whine. Luke 15 is the story of what we call the prodigal son. And uh, it gives the story of a man who had two sons And the younger of them came and said, uh, I'm going to paraphrase. He said, Daddy, why do I have to wait till you die (laughs) to get my inheritance? Verse 12. He said, Give me the portion of goods that comes to me now. And the Father divided unto them. Everybody say them. them. Them is to who? Both, two, he said he had two boys. certain man had two sons. He divided, didn't say divided unto him, his portion, he divided unto them, his living. Not many days after, the youngest son gathered all together. He went and withdrew his eye of the bank and took his journey into a far country and he partied. He wasted it with riotous living. He did whatever he could do. He partied. And of course when you got plenty of money to party. You are going to find some party friends. And when he had spent all. There arose a mighty famine in that land. When you. Break away from God's plan for your life. And leave where you're supposed to be. And just do your own thing. You are going to wind up at the wrong place. At the wrong time. You talk about a bad time to run out of money at the same time the economy collapses in that area. He began to be in want. There was a mighty famine in the land. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him into his fields to feed swine, which is about as low as a Jewish boy can get. Pig feeder. And that's not the worst of it. He would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave to him. Where's his party friends? When the money was gone, they were gone. (laughs) I thought they were my friends. Yeah, you thought wrong. A lot of people that are so hurt when somebody's not there anymore. The thing is, they never should have thought they were their friend. They were just thinking wrong. He was tempted to eat the pig food. He's feeding the pigs. And he said, Wait a minute, that's a good ear of corn. It's not too dirty. That's how he, what a low spot he's in. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough in despair? I perish with hunger. I will arise. And go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. That's the way you get out. Humble yourself. Admit you missed it. Repent. Be willing to do whatever the father would have you do. Come back. Everybody say "Come come back. Come back. Now did you notice the father's not chasing him at this point. It'd do no good. Until somebody gets ready to come back, you can be wasting your breath to talk to them. But he came to himself, and he says this. So he arose, verse 20. And he came to his father, when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and fell on his neck, ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf. Kill it. Let's eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Does this represent the father? The father God. He must not mind you having a ring. He must not mind you having some nice clothes. He must not mind you eating some good things. He must not mind you celebrating. And having a good time. Oh, did I lose somebody? <laughs> and uh, it says, verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. So they are cutting a rug. <laughs> you can hear the music and the dancing. That's some clogging, I guess. In the distance and he called to one of the servants and he said, what's going on? And he said to him, your brother is come and your father has killed a fatted calf because he's received him safe and sound. And he was angry. Not happy. Angry. Does this represent the father and his children? does are you one of his children so there are some of God's children who are ignorant and inexperienced who know how to lay hold of some blessings but they don't know how to use them and some get too worldly and some get away from God and there are others who have more experienced and developed they didn't get away from God but not happy when the wayward son came home now now why would that be he was angry wouldn't go in standing outside pouting mad therefore his father he came out and entreated him keep reading he answered and said to his father lo these many years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do I serve you all these years? Never transgressed at any time your commandment. You believe that? No. Never disobeyed you one time. <laughs> and yet you never gave me even a little goat. That I could have a party with my friends. Does <laughs> that so want to make you say, Bless his heart? <laughs> I, I want you to see the spirit of unbelief. It is so disrespectful, it is so selfish, it's a liar. You'll hear people start using. All-inclusive words. Never. Always. And it's a lie. You'll never help me. I always do everything for you. Liar, liar. You never, I never helped you. Never done anything for you. Lies. Everybody say lies. Lies. Watch out for these words. Always been there for you. Through everything. I doubt It's been as perfect as you imagine. You've never made a bobble, never messed up, never let anybody down yourself. Hypocrisy, lying, deceiving. All these years I served you. Trauma. I was there for you, Daddy. I'm working myself crazy out in these fields. I'm stink right now, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> working your wheat and your corn, feeding your goats and cows, and cleaning your house. Never, never disobeyed you one time. Never, never. And yet, you never gave me anything. Well, how's he living around there? How's he living around there? You never gave me anything. Do you hear the evil voice of unbelief? You never gave me anything. Not even a little young goat. And I could have a party with my friends. 30, verse 30. Soon as this, your son, wouldn't even call him his brother, came in here, devoured your living with harlots. How does he know what all happened over there? He's imagined all these things. You kill for him, the he calf. See, do you hear this? Unbelief talks about what it doesn't know, what it doesn't have. What it can't do. And and if you yield to that. You'll feel sorry for yourself. Pity yourself. And you're believing lies of the enemy. And if you keep yielding to that. It'll make you bitter. Angry. Judgmental. Hold a grudge. And the person that's hurting the worst. Is you. Because you are not receiving. And you won't receive this way. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And he was deceived. Because listen to this. The father said to him. Oh baby. I know. I've taken you for granted. And I hadn't. Hadn't treated you like I should. No. He makes no apology to him. I said he makes no apology. Apology to him because there's no apology needed. Son, you are ever with me. Does the Father know who's with him and who's serving him and who's faithful? He knows it. And all that I have is yours. What's he saying? If I had time, I'd take you to scripture after scripture in the New Testament that says, All things are yours. He's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Salvation is yours. Forgiveness of sin is yours. Righteousness is yours. Healing is yours. Deliverance is yours. Prosperity is yours. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. All things are yours. They're yours. They're yours. Jesus said all thine is mine. And I've showed it to them. Therefore I said the spirit will take of mine. And show it to you. We are joint heirs. With Christ. If it's all ours. What in the world. Do we have. To whine about. There's nothing to whine about. If you're whining. You don't believe. Just like this man. Here he is going day after day. Feeling he's deprived. Feeling he's mistreated. When the truth is. When the father divided. The inheritance. He gave it to both of them. You know what the scripture said. Gave it to them. He could have been having a party every week. If he wanted to. He could have been wearing a ring. He could have been wearing a robe. Are y'all with me? Is this, is this true or not? The father says what? Everything I have. One translation says all my things are your things. Is he lying? No. Then the boy was deceived. Into thinking he had to live this bleak life. That the father was withholding from him. Waiting on the father to go put it on top of him I guess. When it was his to come and receive. This portrays the body of Christ today. You got some folks that learn how to receive some and misuse it, and you got some that don't receive but are bitter cuz they don't have anything. Nope. We don't have to be either one. I said we don't have to be either one. We can be the sons who have the spirit of faith. The spirit of victory. And can receive, 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 receive. And you don't have to keep it all to yourself. Bless other people. Send the gospel around the world. Is that right? Receive, receive, receive. But no complaining. Just giving thanks. I think we ought to say, stand up and say, all things things are ours. ours. All All things. Hallelujah. All his things are my things. Glory to God. I'm not going to be a whiner. I'm not going to be a griper, not a doubter, not an unbeliever. I am a receiver. Praise be to God. Close your eyes. Lift up your head. Let's just thank him. Lift up your voice for a little bit. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we don't have to live a defeated life. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be in a spirit of depression our bitterness. Thank you, Lord. Thank, you, Lord. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. We're going to quit talking about what we don't know. And don't have and can't do. And we're going to talk faith. We are overcomers. Hallelujah. We're victorious ones. All things. Are ours. Oh hallelujah. All the things of God are mine oh hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah all your things father are mine everything you gave to the master Jesus is mine I'm a joint heir with Jesus I'm a joint heir with Jesus I'm a joint heir I'm a joint heir I'm a joint heir I'm, a joint heir. I'm, a joint heir. I'm an equal inheritor ha <laughs> a joint heir I inherit equally. You divided unto us. Unto us. Not just him. Unto us. Your inheritance. Oh thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you. Oh let's praise him some more. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Phyllis, would you please come? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord.
1: Glory to God. Do you know, when little ones are little and they're doing things you don't want them to do, you can beat the pudding out of them or do put them in the time out or you can do something else to distract them, get them doing something else. And you know, in Christ, a lot of times in different areas, we are little. You know, we may know something in one area, but in another area, we're little. And exactly what Keith is saying, we need to do. When your mind tells you to say, I'm weak or I can't do that, no, you stop and you open your mouth and you say, I'm strong. I can do this. Or you say, something comes across your belly and you say, I can't eat that. You say, no, I can eat anything. And you get your mind on something else, and you get it saying the right things, and you get it doing the right things. Don't ever, 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 I mean, Keith, Keith says, Bill, and I'm just going to confess to you, he says, Bill, you know better than to say that. You ought to live with the, with the word all the time. <laughs> but it's good, because you don't want to say those things. But do it. Make yourself stop in your tracks and open your mouth and say the right thing. Stop yourself. Back up and say the right thing. And we'll live a different life this year. It'll be a great year for us. We'll we'll be living a, a turned around life. We'll turn our lives around maybe you may be weak in an area or maybe you may have had a sickness in an area open your mouth and say i'm healed by jesus stripes i have a strong mind and i can remember anything i need to remember quit saying i'm getting old i can't remember anything say i'm strong in the lord and the power of his might i have a great family i love my whole family they're not crazy Never say again they're crazy and they're hard to get along with unless that's what you want. Nope. Right? Oh, yeah. We're going to get this, guys. Yeah. We are going to get this. Say, I'm getting it! Yeah. I am getting Hallelujah. it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Hallelujah. So we're little babies in the Lord and we're not ever going to say the wrong things again. We're going to say the right things. Glory be to God.
0: This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.